0: Well, folks, Bart's out of town this week on vacation exploring the wild, wild west. So all you're going to get this week is me. If I sound a little bit lonely, it's because I am. It's the first time in 13 of these things that I'm going to be venturing off into the great unknown by myself. So sit back, relax, grab yourself a beer, and let's get this thing going. Cue the music. Welcome to Going In Tight, uh, tight again. Coming Out Loose. Yeah, we did it, boys. Welcome back everybody to Going In Tight, Coming Out Loose. We thank you all for tuning into this, the 14th episode Although it could be 13 and a half, I guess, since I am missing my co host Bart Lewis. It will just be me, Chris Gibson, this week, but Bart will be back with me next week. I am looking forward today to talking to you all about Darlington and the fun that went on at that racetrack. We're also going to look at five quick race facts that I found that are kind of interesting since we're not going to be able to play true false unless you want to hear me talk to myself more than I already do. And then we're we're going to go through the playoff picture i'm going to give you bart's fantasy advice that he gave me before he headed out to the wild wild west and then we're just going to take a look at the next couple races that we have coming up before the first four drivers are out So I wanna first off, thank you all so much for getting us to where we are. We have exceeded all of our goals. We really appreciate it. We want you guys to subscribe, rate, review. You can give us a scathing review. You can give us a helpful review. We're always listening to you guys. If there's something that you want to hear us talk about, please, please leave us a review or send us an email at goingintightpodcast at gmail.com and we'll do our best to get everything you guys want in the show. Those reviews really help us out. We've had a couple really funny ones, a couple really mean ones. We're going to start reading those every now and again at the beginning of the show because we appreciate your guys' feedback no matter whether it's constructive criticism or whether you're just trying to rip us a new asshole. We appreciate it no matter what. Now, let's dive into Darlington. We had a pretty fun race this past weekend. The Southern 500, always known for bringing good racing. It is one of the pinnacle races that people are trying to get out there and win. So let's talk a little bit about Darlington. I'm going to rant. I'm going to rave. As Bart would say... A lot happened and I wanna talk about it. So my rave is going to be the throwbacks. I absolutely love watching the throwbacks. I think the time and effort that these racing teams Put into acknowledging the history of this sport is just incredibly awesome. We've talked about we've talked about the seven by seven by seven championship that Jimmy ran this weekend, representing almost a third of NASCAR's championships in that one car. There were so many cool cars out there. Kyle Busch threw back to one of his first cars you had brad keselowski throwing back to one of his first cars you had some guys throwing back to some historic drivers you saw jimmy johnson come out with the gargoyles on as well as the richard petty cowboy hat just a really cool weekend i've got to rave about that second of all is there was fun racing from every series people are going to complain people are going to say oh my driver got wrecked out but from arca All the way up to the Cup Series, there was some interesting racing. There were battles going on at every position throughout the track. And it's ramping up because we're getting to playoff times. We're getting to championship, people fighting for the championship in the ARCA Series. We're getting to the playoff push and the final few races before the playoffs for Xfinity. And in Cup, we're there. We are fighting to make it to the next round of the playoffs. So it was overall great racing. And my rant is going to be this fan versus fan stuff. I've got to tell you, I I will back Jimmy Johnson 100% of the time. Nothing is ever his fault. But I'm not going to sit there and cut another fan's legs out from under them simply because they disagree with the fact that I don't think anything is Jimmy Johnson's fault a fan is a fanatic. They're going to be crazy. If you want to go as far as calling them stands, we can do that. There are going to be fans who are going to, without a doubt, support their driver through any circumstance. So I don't know why we get into this mentality in NASCAR, in football, in baseball, no matter what it is. And we talk about who's the most toxic fan? Nobody's a toxic fan. If you didn't have these crazy fans, if you didn't have these people going buck wild over their driver getting wrecked, over their driver winning, we wouldn't have burnouts. There would be no reason to do a burnout because nobody would be excited. There would also be no reason to get in the car and continue driving and having a blast doing it because nobody would be sitting there rooting for you to continue to do better. So... I don't like, I have to reign against it because I'm so tired of seeing people just cut one another down over their drivers wrecking. Did I hate it that Martin Truix tried to squeeze in a gap and took out Chase Elliott? Yes, but that doesn't mean that every person that supports Martin Truix rose from the pit of hell and is a spawn of Satan. I just don't believe that. We've got to stop the fan-on-fan fan verbal abuse over Twitter and just vomiting our opinions over one another. We all want this to be the most successful sport. Let's make it that. We, we all get it. We all hate it when our driver gets wrecked out. It could have been a stupid mistake by Martin Truex to think that at the end of the race, Chase is going to give him enough space to get by him and win it. And it could also be that you look back and you go, well, Chase, you deserve it. You threw Joey Logano into the wall at Bristol. So what goes around comes around. Let's just move past it. Be mad at the driver. Move on to the next week and hope your driver does well. But I've got a rant. That's the only rant that I have. Nothing about the racing. Nothing about the wrecks. Nothing about the competitive nature of the sport. That's what I come to watch it for. But I've got to say, this, this constant bickering and whining like I'm watching a couple two-year-old brothers fight over their favorite Matchbox car, it's getting a little bit ridiculous. And it's all that filled my Twitter feed from Sunday afternoon until Monday evening. Overall, darlington was an awesome race i had a great time watching it i was tuned in the whole time had some new fans here watching it with me and they were asking questions the whole time that lets me know that it's interesting so i'm looking forward to the racing that we've got coming up it's going to be a lot of fun and we're coming up on a playoff cut so it's going to get interesting Well, I don't have Bart here to make me look foolish and throw me under the bus with his hard true false questions, so I'm going to bring you all five fast facts on NASCAR. The first is kind of a throwback to the throwback race. The 1950 Southern 500 was the first race that was run on a paved road. As you all know, we talked about NASCAR getting started in the 40s. So for the first paved race to be in the 50s is kind of unique. I didn't know that. I would have expected it to be a little bit earlier. I knew they were racing on the beach at Daytona. I know that we come and NASCAR comes from a dirt track background. But it is interesting to me, since we don't run any of these dirt tracks other than Eldora in the truck race, that we have totally done away with one of the pieces that seems to have been a main route of the sport. My second fact is the 1979 Daytona 500 was the first 500 mile or more race that was fully televised so that lets you know like these races are long bart and i have talked about shortening up some of the races obviously we're not going to shorten the daytona 500 we're not going to shorten races like talladega or the southern 500 those are interesting the whole time but we do have some of these 400 plus mile races that Back in the day, they weren't even televising the whole thing because they couldn't keep an audience long enough to watch it. And we've talked about how easy it is to doze during some of these races. So I found it interesting that it was 1979 before we were getting a fully televised 500-mile race. I think that's pretty incredible. As we're going into Richmond, I've got a few facts that I wanted to bring out about that race. So the first race was the Atlantic Rural Exposition Fairgrounds race, and it was a half mile dirt track, and that was won by a guy named Ted Horn. This wasn't even a stock car, this was an open wheeled modified car that they were racing there uh, way, way back in the day. So, uh, that is the first race at Richmond. I thought that would be an interesting fact. And the King actually holds the record for the most wins at Richmond. Still, he has 13 wins at Richmond. And as we're going into this race, as we're coming up on the playoffs, I wanted to point out that there is one champion in Kyle Busch. He has been struggling this whole season, but Richmond, he seems to have it dialed in there. He has three top three finishes in the past four years, two of which... Are wins and that fourth race where he didn't get a top three finish he still cracked off a top 10 he came in eighth so he has it dialed in there could this be the week where we see kyle bush come out of this season-long stupor that he's been in not that he hasn't had some good finishes but he could definitely crack off a win here at richmond and not go winless and after winning this championship those are the five quick facts we'll be back next week and bart will be quizzing me on god knows what and it'll be back to normal with true false here we go folks we're into the meat and potatoes of the evening with bart out we don't really have a main topic we wanted to bring you an episode that is short quick and sweet So I'm going to jump right into the playoff picture for you. We've got Harvick who is locked in. After he lucked into a victory again, the guy just seems to have everything going his way to win another championship. Chase and Martin get into one another, and it opens the door for Harvick to get another win. So he is automatically locked into the round of 12. And in order, this is the rest of the guys that we have. We have Denny Hamlin. Joey Logano, Brad Keselowski, Alex Bowman, Martin Truix Jr., Chase Elliott, Austin Dillon, William Byron, Kyle Busch, Kurt Busch, Eric Almirola. Those are your guys that are currently locked in to those top 12 spots. Now, Boyer and Almirola, they are both tied for that 12th spot. So it is going to be a toss-up on who ends up locked in there, but those last four spots currently as it sits are Boyer, Custer, Matty D, and surprise, Ryan Blaney. He has struggled at times throughout the year, and he just could not get it together at Darlington. If he wants to make it into the round of 12, he is going to have to have a good showing at Richmond and have a good showing at Bristol. So that's your playoff picture. I'm still standing pretty confident that In my picks of guys who are not going to make it in, I chose Cole Custer, Matty D, Austin Dillon, and Kurt Busch. I think Kurt Busch could make it in. I think Austin Dillon had a great showing at Darlington. I think he might make it in. But with the tracks that we have coming up at Richmond and Bristol, you never know who's going to fall into the back and take a huge hit on points. So that is your playoff picture, and before Bart left, he wanted to make sure that he imparted his fantasy knowledge on you guys. So he sent over his fantasy picks to me. I am going to do my best to do him justice as I hand these out to you guys. Of course, he has Kevin Harvick. Who the hell doesn't have him in their lineup? At this point, like I said, the cards are falling his way. There is no reason you should not have Kevin Harvick in your lineup other than if you're going with a new strategy with only five uses and you're trying to save him towards those last few races where he might be having to vie for a championship spot or a Final Four spot. Clint Boyer. He is a solid short track racer that has secured quite a few top tens at Richmond in recent history. Brad Kozlowski, same type of guy. Does a great job at Richmond. He has had some bad races where he's gotten caught up in wrecks or or not run as well, but generally consistent at a shorter track. And then there's Kyle Busch. He has three top threes in these last four Richmond races, two of which are wins. And he has gotten in the top ten in all four of the past races and he has gotten in the top 10 four out of the past four races so he should be locked into your lineup Joey Logano I'll be honest with you I couldn't find a reason why I would put this guy in my lineup at Richmond but Bart likes him and if you're following Bart's advice which would have gotten you in the top echelon of fantasy folks I'd go with it Truix that's another guy he has Three top three finishes over the past four races, and two of which are wins. So he's won the past, the two most recent races. Martin Truex has won them. So you need to have him in your lineup if you're looking to score big points this week at Richmond. Lastly, he has Chase Elliott in there. To me, this is a pure homer pick. Bart, I'm not talking about you behind your back because I know you'll be able to listen to this. But there is no reason that Chase Elliott should be in your lineup. He himself says that it is the worst track on the schedule for his team so i'll put in my homer pick there jimmy johnson he has gotten in the top 10 for the last five years so if bart's going to pick his favorite driver and put him in there for you guys I'm going to pick my favorite driver. You guys put him in there. We'll see who finishes better there. This is not a track that we see that's like the typical short track riddled with wrecks. We only have an average of two cautions, excluding the the cautions and the stoppages for the stages or competition cautions. There's really not a ton of wrecks that happen here at Richmond. So it'll be interesting to see how aggressive drivers are if we see more wrecks than, than we've seen in years past. It's not a half-mile track like we see at Bristol or we see at Martinsville. It's three-quarters of a mile. So as the tracks are getting shorter, we're going to see tempers get shorter. We have Darlington that was a tick over a mile. Now we've got a three-quarter of a mile, then we're going to go to a half-mile. After this weekend at Richmond, we move on to the night race at Bristol, which is always fun to see. And then we're going to see four drivers cut out of this thing. So that is going to shake up the playoff picture. That's going to shake up fantasy. Things are going to start to get interesting here at the end of the season. Folks, we also have a full full weekend of racing coming up for you as well as other sports. So if you are into the NFL, if you're into the MLB, if you're into the NBA, if you're into Formula One, if you're into IndyCar, if you're into MLS or you're into any of the international soccer leagues, you are going to have it all this weekend. If you're a gambler like me, just make sure that you can pay your mortgage and buy your wife a gift after everything that you lose because it is going to be a weekend where you can just mainline sports from Thursday night all the way until late Monday evening when our first Monday night football games are finishing up. Bart is back next week. We are going to be sitting down with Howard Hitchcock, the CEO of Lionel Racing. This is a relationship that we started a couple of weeks ago. We got to sit down with some of the different team members at Lionel Racing and learn a lot about the diecast business, learn a lot about polarizing figures in NASCAR who came together and just absolutely dominated the marketing space it is going to be a really fun interview not only about collectibles but kind of taking a look at a different angle of the sport that not many people see but it's one of the most collectible sports out there and there are some people with some pretty cool collections that Howard is going to tell us about so tune in for that next week As always, we really appreciate you guys listening to these episodes. We wouldn't be doing it without your guys' support. So please go on Apple, subscribe, rate, and review. Follow us on Spotify. Or you can go to our website, goingintightpodcast.com, and you can find the fantasy forecast there. We're going to start doing some race recaps. We're going to start writing some race recaps on there. We want to bring you guys as much content as you will consume. The more feedback you guys give us, the more that we're going to be able to give you all what you want, and that's what we are here for. We appreciate you all, and we look forward to doing this again with you next week.